0: This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Wow, what an amazing time to be alive. Good to see all your beautiful faces, and for those that are joining us online, welcome. We have just a few minutes this morning uh, remaining, and I just wanna share something from my heart, but before I do, I wanna just remind us of what is happening here today in this in-person gathering and next Sunday in our Harbor at Home groups. What is actually the purpose of all that we're about here at the Harbor? It's two primary things, it's care, care for people's lives as they go through the ups and downs, right? As they go through the joys of of life coming into this world and and people, you know, transitioning to the next. It's, it's care over the, the hard times and the beautiful times and all that kind of thing. And that primarily happens within our groups. I just want to say that up front. So as we move into 2021, we're going to really escalate what God is wanting to do as it relates to engagement with one another in small groups and that's primarily how the pastoral care works here and then secondly equipping how many of you know we need help sometimes just kind of finding our way and getting perspective getting on course with the things that we face in life and so one of the things I want to just make you aware of is tomorrow night men if you're a man in the room raise your hand Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, we're going to gather on an online space through Zoom, and we're going to have a connect. It's called 300. And really, it's, it's the concept is, um, it, it goes back to Gideon. Do you remember Gideon in the Word of God? He was, God was telling him, hey, listen, you're a mighty man of valor. He actually didn't believe it for himself. I was talking to a young man last night at a wedding, and he was telling me one of the biggest struggles that he's been walking through in life, you know, based on his upbringing, was really coming to understand his own identity and who he truly was. And so we got in this conversation about Gideon, I was like, he was the same way, you know, God had to tell him, listen, you're a mighty man, there's great purpose over your life. And so Gideon had this huge army, right, it was, I think it was like 30,000 something men. And God said, look for the ones who, when they're drinking, they're watching. They're, they're thirsty, that they, they want everything that, that God wants to give them, but they're also on the lookout, you know, for, for where God's taking them next. And so he whittled the army from 30,000 down to 300, and those 300 men changed an entire nation. It, it, the, the, the multitudes are never the tipping point for transformation and culture. It usually comes down to the one. The one heart, the one person, and so God narrows the playing field sometimes to bringing the multitudes. Does that make sense? So we're going to have a really brief time on on Monday nights through the month of January. There's going to be a concept that we're going to give you that that will help you to be positioned, to be awakened in this new year to a whole other level as a Gideon warrior, if you will. And then there'll be a time of breakout with some other men, like three, four, five men, And then we'll come back and end it with prayer. So less than 30 minutes, it's going to be awesome. Look on social media for that link, and we'll be joining together tomorrow night, all right? Men, you guys in? It's going to be awesome. Listen, I want to lead us today, start off with a series that we're going to be in for this month called Come to the Table. How many of you know, this is amazing uh, to think about, but over the last 20 years, families that would be considered healthy, meaning husband, wife, good marriage, kids, did you know that eating together as a family over the last 20 years has decreased by almost 40%. Regular dinners together, meaning three times a week or more, has decreased by 40%. In healthy families, did you know 10% of those healthy families have never had a meal together? Never. Now, why do I say all that? I say that because if you look into the Word of God from Old Testament all the way up to the New, as Jesus even began his ministry on the, on, on the earth, one of the things that that really um, solidified engagement among the people of God was sitting around the simplicity of a dinner table together. I know that's, that's, that's just a wild thought, but it's so, it's so true, it's, it's so... It's so profound to think that, man, if we could just cut out all of the busyness, craziness, insanity of life, and just come together around a meal and engage with one another in conversation, I believe that some stuff could happen in our hearts like we could never, ever even imagine. So today today I want to talk about an invitation to the table, but I want to talk about an invitation where... We eat and we dine with each other even in the presence of our enemies. And I'm not trying to be melodramatic this morning, but I, but I actually spoke, uh, spoke something yesterday and posted on my Instagram as it related to transitioning from 2020 into 2021 that, that I'm personally taking as it relates to healthy expectations and, and really looking, yes, it is going to be an amazing year. It's, I, I believe that this is the most incredible time to be alive. But what I'm doing to posture myself to be, um, I think, better positioned is I'm going in with, with healthy expectations that will be met 100%. And I gave three things that if you put your life on those three things, you will not be disillusioned at the end of 2021, no matter what it brings. It's so important to go into to, to a season or another moment or another week or another month or another year with healthy expectations and I want to just read this out of Psalms 23 verse 5 sorry we're not able to put this up on the screen today we'll have that working again by next time but I just want you to listen to what I have to say I want you to write these verses down I want you to go back and look at them yourself and just meditate on them but he says in Psalm 23 he says you God prepare a table everybody say table a table before me in the presence of my enemies So if engagement with each other and with God is around the simplicity of moments like that where we just, you know, I love services. I love these kind of moments. I love even in Harbor at home where we get to worship together and all those kind of things. But man, I've had some of the most powerful moments just sitting with someone at a dinner table. Whether it's an official meeting of the Harbor or not. In fact, I think we should have actually more knots than ours, if you will. Like where we just start connecting with people. We just start reaching out, we just start saying, hey, let's get together, let's, let's commune with one another. One of the biggest things that I saw in 2020 was man, just so much isolation, so much separation that was even built into the fabric of people's DNA. This is how they do life now. Trust me, when COVID goes away or, if, or whatever, I, I, I'm telling you, people will still remain isolated because now they've, they've had this built into the fabric of who they are as a person. As an individual, it's scary to me a little bit because we're meant to do life together. We're meant to connect with one another, with one another's hearts. He says, you anoint my head with with oil, and he says, my cup runs over. It overflows. Hold on just a minute. We're going to get into my message, but I want you to think about this. Because the beginning part of this this psalm, go read it for yourself. He says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the worst year, the worst moment, the worst whatever, you still prepare a table for me in that place. And in that place, my cup runs over. It overflows. This This is so important because, listen, our lives, please hear my heart as much i just i have so much empathy and compassion and and just such a, such a care and concern in my heart for what all of us have walked through in this past year and what all of us will walk through in this next year but here's what i want to say to us just for us to know that man though we walk through whatever there's still a table and at that table You have the position and opportunity in God to have a life that is abundantly overflowing with His goodness. Come on, church. Listen, this is our portion. This is our reality. As followers of Jesus, because what He accomplished on the cross, He made a spectacle, a display of every evil thing in all of existence. On that day, completely conquered completely victorious. So I believe there's an invitation to this table. And I find this invitation, I hadn't read this in, in the longest of times, it's found in Song of Songs, chapter two. Again, I wish you could see this, but you're gonna have to write this down, open up your phones, whatever. Song of Songs, chapter two, verse 10, the Passion Translation. He says, The one I love calls to me. I don't think I've ever felt in my entire life a calling from God on my heart, over my heart, like I feel right now. I am filled with such expectancy going into 2021 like I've never felt. Expectancy for a better economy, Darren? Uh... A, ble- a better political situation, uh, a, b- a ble- better whatever you know, scenario. Not necessarily, but what I'm feeling is something so significant as it relates to the kingdom of heaven. And I feel him calling to me, the bridegroom king, and what he's saying to me is, arise, my dearest one. You're not called to lay down in this season of, of, of human existence. You're supposed to arise right now and hurry and come away with me to where I want you to go. He says, I have come to you as you have asked. There's that little, in every single human being, I believe this, there's that little cry of our hearts, God, I need you. Whether you even know how to say it or not. I remember when I had no clue of who God was. I wasn't raised in church. I never was sat in a service like this my whole childhood. But there was that moment, I remember it, where there was that cry like, and I didn't even know how to say it. I probably put a few expletives in it, you know what I mean? But it was like, God, I need you, basically. And he said, I have come to you as you have asked. There is pursuit of God over every human being living out there in the world. I believe that. And look what he says. Now is the time. The time for what? He goes on in verse 11. He says, the season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. And the season of hiding or isolation is over and gone. I love, I love the poetic language of Song of Songs. He says, the rains have soaked the earth, in verse 12, the, that, that verse of government. He says, and left it bright with blossoming flowers. In other words, there's newness of life. There's life that I have for you that you've never known, that you've never experienced at this level, and it's time for that. The season of, for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. How many know when things are pruned back, there's just more growth? It hurts a little bit on the front end, but man, at the end, you're like, oh my gosh, wow. This is incredible. He says, I hear the cooing of the doves in the land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth with where I'm taking you. Wow. It's like, it's, it's just in the atmosphere. It's just everywhere. It's everywhere you go. It's, it's and, he, and he says in verse 13, and this is really important for us this morning, he says, can you discern the new day. The new time of destiny is breaking forth all around you. Are you one that's drinking and watching? Or are you all about just drinking, drinking, drinking? What am I going to do? Can I survive? Can I get through this moment? Or no, are you able to see? It may be a 10%, you know, uh, uh, army. That gets it, but when they get it, that will have the power to unleash something over an entire nation. He says, the early signs of my purposes and plans are already bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming blooming everywhere. You just got to be able to see it. The fragrance of their flowers whisper, there is change in the air. Oh my gosh. When I read this, my heart was exploding. He says, Arise, my beautiful companion, and run with me to a higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. But here's the question, to to make this from kind of out here, super spiritual into practical. Come away with me to where? What What is he talking about? I'm gonna gonna move to Psalm chapter five, verse seven, and answer that question quickly. Where he's taking us away to and bringing us is to his house. Everybody say house. And not only just a house, but to a table. It's just that simple. It's his house and it's a table. But we need to define that a little more because I think we're confused with language on what his house is, what a table looks like, what all of that actually really means to us. This is such a powerful verse, and I want you to meditate on this for all of 2021 because it is that profound. Verse 7, he says, but I know... Listen, this is not just an intellectual knowing, it's a heart knowing. He says, I know that you will welcome me into your house. Listen, sometimes we don't actually feel worthy for this. How many of you know it's not about your worth necessarily, it's about the worth of Christ? That's why everybody's welcome to come here, everybody. Not even, I'm not talking in this building, we're going to get to that in a minute, I'm talking into this place. The enemy has lied to so many people and told them, because of all you've done, all that you've messed up in, and that shame and condemnation that has covered over people's hearts, they just don't feel that this is even a portion for them. So they go and try to find super pseudo-spirituality in everything else. Weed, LSD, mushrooms, yoga. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, yoga. I, I, I actually have done that myself. So whatever, whatever the, the thing. <laughs> I didn't chant at the end. Can I get an amen? But But... The point is, is man, there's other stuff that's trying to substitute itself for the life that we can have in the house of God around a table where there's a new season that will bring us into that joy unspeakable that God has for every human being. And it just makes me, I'm just like, oh, enemy, you have done such a whammy on the gospel and the beauty and truth of it, so perverted it that people don't want to go near that. And they go to all these other things and find nothing at the end of the day. They find nothing in those places. He says, I'm covered by your covenant of mercy and love. Can you imagine, (laughs) like, we are covered over, not by shame and condemnation, but by his covenant of mercy and love. He says, out of that, revelation so i come to your san- listen to this so i come to your sanctuary with the deepest awe to bow in worship and adore you the last song we were just singing okay sanctuary what's that is it this room this is just a room there's nothing holy about this room There's nothing special about this or any other building where people of God gather. There's not. A sanctuary or a house, insert house there, is a consecrated place. Something that's declared sacred. And it's more than actually a place, it's a reality. That you can live in and exist in no matter what the circumstances. we, We actually... We sold our house uh, that we were living in in Deerfield in September. We were feeling some things from the Lord to simplify, to be more positioned strategically, uh, financially, in some ways, and it's it's a long story, but we ended up selling our house, which was awesome, but on the back end we couldn't find another house. I told Babe, it's no problem, we'll live in the Tahoe, until I sold the Tahoe, all right? (laughs) Which I just did. We'll shower at the beach, Babe, it would be awesome. No utilities. Sleep in the Walmart parking lot. And we were so gracious to have some friends say, hey, you can stay in our place because we've got it for sale until we sell it, which was amazing. But how many of you have stayed somewhere where it's not your furniture, it's not your bed, it's not your mattress? First it's awesome and then you're like, I need a house. Because it's all of the stuff that's familiar to you. That makes, you see, a home is not just, a, is, is not just brick and mortar. It's actually what's f- furnished inside of it that makes it your house. And let me go one other step. It's also the people that dwell in that place with you. When Wendy's not in the house, she's like the kitchen in our family. She's the heart of the home. I feel lost. I'm like, babe, where are you? We need you here in this house. Men, come on, right? There's no good food cooking on the stove. <laughs> Forget dinner table, man, Your chick Chick-fil-A. Drive through when she's out, out, of the, out of the picture, right? It's, it's a refuge. Refuge is is a place of protection from distress. Darren, you're telling us he's calling us away somewhere. Where is he calling us to? A consecrated place that's safe, where no matter what is going on, all hell could be breaking out in the world, and you're still safe in God. Somehow... I love the last definition of of sanctuary, this is so profound, It, it actually literally means immunity from the law. In other words, the relational connection in that place is not built on do's and don'ts, it's built on relationship. Law, do's and don'ts, intimacy, relationship. This brings forth from our hearts the deepest awe as the band comes up. I'm going to wrap up with these final thoughts. It causes us to bow down and adore him. Can I tell you the one difference I feel going into 2021? I was filled with such anticipation. I'm actually filled with more this year than I was last year. But I also was like, now I'm like, it's just a different posture, and it's one just with a heart filled with awe and wonder again, and humility. Like a desperation, that's going to be the first thing we're going to talk about as men on, on Monday night. And I'm not talking about desperation like in terms of striving, it's like what happened in the upper room. like. All of the fat was cut away. It was so simple in that place. No frills, you know. And and just, man, just God, we have to have you. That's it. It's either you or nothing. We have a lot of options in America, church. A lot of options that have kept us as the quote-unquote pseudo church alive and afloat for a long time. And God, by his grace, is allowing everything to be shaken. He's not the originator and initiator of of disease or you know corruption or injustice or any of those things, but trust me, in the midst of it, he will have his full reward. He will have his full recompense on everything that has exalted itself above the knowledge of God. Ending with Psalm twenty three. Enemies all around. Can you imagine, like, what Gideon's army must have felt like? Like, Lord, are you kidding me? Like, we had 30,000 guys. There's enemies all around us. We're going to save a nation with 300 men? Valley of the shadow of death. Like, there's no way we're going to make it. You ever felt like that? Let's be honest. There's been some moments where I'm like, there's no way I can make it through this. And yet there's that leading to come away back to Psalm 23. Sit in that consecrated place. Find refuge from the distress be free from all of my striving and performance and just relationally connect again because the thing that we don't see which maybe God wants us to see remember the prophet of old they're surrounded and the Lord's like no 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 open your eyes and then they could see thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels. Do you remember that story? There's a God who is enthroned in the heavens. The earth is his footstool. Every enemy has been conquered. The only reason the devil has any power is By what we give him through the belief of his lies that he propagates all the time. All we have to do is pull up to that table and sit and eat and see that the Lord is good. And do it with a few friends who are in that same space. I mean, trust me, I'm a guy that I love the momentum of energy, crowds of people, and we will see that. We will see it more than you can even imagine. But right now, to be honest, I just wanna hang out at a table with a few friends for a little while. Get back to the basics of what this thing is all about with the Lord and with some people that I want to run with into 2021. Because the psalmist says, and I end with this, he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. And he's not even, the language doesn't even do it right there. Shall pursue me, shall run after me, shall chase me down all of the days of my life. This one who has now come away, he gets it because he ends with 23.6. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's Paul sitting in a jail cell. That's David in the backside of the wilderness with only his sheep. We're not talking about the king's palace. We're not talking about a building. We're not talking about a gathering. We're not talking about any of that stuff. God wants us to find this existence and this reality when you lose your job, when you're betrayed by your best friend, when your heart is broken in a relationship. And he's calling generation that's never sat around a table Come and experience what family is all about. And with this story, we had a young man some years ago over at a house and he was actually not even eating his food. He was just looking around the whole time and finally I just asked him, I was like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And he's like, I've just never seen anything like this before. I'm like, what? He said, a family eating together. We were laughing. We were messing with each other. We were... We were talking about Jesus. So when you drink the wine at the dinner table, you're remembering his blood. When you eat of the bread, you remember his broken body. And you do it with friends. Could you stand with me, Lord? we, as we stand, hear you today to us come away with me the cry of your heart has been answered come to my sanctuary just with our eyes closed I know this this is just an invitation if you'd want to just in a posture of receiving could you just Open up your hands. Open up your heart. I believe, as Megan said, that this is a moment. It's always a window, right, where God just kind of gives us an invitation. And and the, and the, the adversary, he doesn't want you to hear that even in the midst of what feels like whatever, there's still a table for you there. Well, Darren, I don't feel God. You don't understand what my year has been like. That that fresh fire that I had two, two years ago, I just, I don't know where it's gone. There's been so much loss. We're facing economic hardship right now. Come away. For the Lord. Let awe and wonder say it to him. Let awe and wonder come again to our hearts, Lord. Let awe and wonder let us bow before you in reverence of who you are and what you've done. Lord, we're not going to change this world on our of our voices all over this place. Listen, God wants us to be positioned for the greatest moment in the church's history up to this point. Come away. Come away. Come away. Come away. Come away. away. Hurry. The barren winter has ended. The season of hiding is over. Let's lift our hands. Let's begin to worship Him, God. Come and have your way. The season has changed. The rains have soaked the earth. Bright and blossoming flowers are a portion in the relationship that we have with you, God. Singing, God, and pruning has arrived, God, at our doorstep. we wrap this up, I want to I want to give an invitation if you feel comfortable with this and there's nothing again about proximity in and of itself necessarily but I, I want to just invite us to close for those that really need this today, feel this to come and, and I want actually Megan if you guys are able to go back in that last song just sitting at the presence of the Lord, maybe just take a few minutes today before you leave and sit here and just say, God, I I, 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 I want to come to this place with you with no agenda, with, with no expectations that I'm defining right now. I just want to sit and just give him a minute. We'll have some of our intercessors just kind of walking and praying, not necessarily for you, but over you, that you'll just be able to hear. I think the biggest lie that the enemy tells us is that we can't hear God. It's not true. Just sit, drown out all the other voices and say, God, speak to my heart. Well, Darren, what does that mean? Is that going to be a voice? No, it may just be a quiet whisper. There may be a memory that comes up. Maybe there's a verse that he has you read and leads you to. So could you come? Could you just come and... and and spend some time down here and for those of you that that need to leave you're officially dismissed we're going to go back into this song God bless you guys have an amazing day let's come spend some time with Jesus for just a few minutes